This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Lots to get to. Lots of reaction to the slap heard around the world. We won't spend a whole lot of time on that. But I do want to give you some reaction because I'm actually buoyed by it, to be honest with you. And one guy's reaction confuses me, to be honest. Uh, we'll get into that. Plus, the NFL has a new rule that's coming out, a new rule that will ensure I never go back and watch the NFL, which is kind of dumb. Plus, we've got Senator Marsha Blackburn. She asked Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson a very simple question about defining a woman, and the, the judge decided she would not define a woman. We talk about that, plus what Biden's been saying about Ukraine uh, and Russia. And we've also got Cash Patel on. Cash is going to talk about he's finally on social media. He's fighting against big tech. He's the former chief of staff at the Department of Defense. And we're going to do a lot of other stuff with him as well. Going to be a great show. I'm glad you joined us today on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. Hi. Carrie, how's it going? It's going pretty good. You get it done, you make it happen, yeah. you're doing all that stuff? Absolutely, yep. I don't know why I've got your shot this way, but I'll certainly fix it. What the heck's going on with that? There you go, look at that. Perfection. Follow along for the ride, but he also looks like Carrie right now. And Sam, getting it done. Good to see you, good to have you. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You've been, you've been monitoring this reaction to the slap heard around the world? If you're on any social media or you've seen TV, you can't help it. I mean, that's, pre- that's pretty much the truth. <laughs> Truly, I mean. I mean, you really can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. I mean, news organizations who claim to be news organizations have been talking about it nonstop. Then you've got the TMZs and the peoples and the varieties of the world that, of course, are going to be all over this. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm lifted up by some of the reaction. Have you seen some of the comedians' reactions? I have. I know uh, I saw about Jim Carrey when he was interviewed about it today. Well, Jim Carrey um, talked about it. Of course, if, if you don't remember, Jim Carrey, Carrey remembers, but uh, those of you listening and watching don't. Uh, Jim Carrey started as a stand-up comedian. Then you got Bill Maher, who was a stand-up comedian, who also commented on it. Mm-hmm. You've got other, you know, other stand-ups like uh, Kathy Griffin, you know, who I disagree with on just about everything else, also says, okay, so what is this? We're just going to see who can get up and smack the comedian you know, in the club? Um, they're all sort of unified. I mean, Jim Carrey is whacked out. I mean, but on this one, he's right. Bill Maher seems to be becoming more moderate by the day. He's right about this as well. Um, so yeah, the, the immediate response by the audience, giving Will Smith a standing ovation, somehow showing approval for him smacking, uh, Chris Rock, uh, that sort of, that wore off very quickly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people who are stand-up comedians, uh, get it. People who are other performers get it. People who are just civilized people get it as well. Anybody else jump out at you? Mm, 
I don't think so. I, I mean, so. uh, well, Whoopi Goldberg made a comment. Did you see Whoopi's comment? Well, I did. And she's on the Academy board, right? That's going to be talking yes. about this? Okay. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and she's also a former stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, do you have the Whoopi story or not? Did I give you that or did I, did mm, I just do a TikTok about it? I don't have it. Let me I probably it. did a TikTok about it. Um, Whoopi Goldberg said something to the effect, and, and, and hopefully you can find it and you can tell us the actual verbatim. But she says something to the effect of, I'm glad they didn't take uh, take that away from the black man or something. Something about Will Smith being black, which didn't make any sense because he smacked another black guy. So, I mean, th- this is not about race. Although Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who writes a very good op-ed on it, then goes to racism somehow and systemic racism in the country, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know why we can't keep race out of it. What does race have to do with it? And even if it were a white guy that went up and smacked Chris Rock or a black guy smacking a white guy comedian, it still would not have been about race. It would have been about the content of the joke and the ability to go up and smack the performer. Again, I say things every day that some people disagree with. You don't get to smack me. And by the way, although people are applauding Chris Rock for not reacting, um, and I guess in retrospect, I can applaud him as well, in the heat of the moment, I know that I would have done something in return. um, And I think almost anybody would have. But then again, when you're on center stage in front of millions of people on the Academy Awards, you know what he ended up doing a couple of days later, I can say, yeah, what he did was correct, but I would not have faulted him had he hit back. Did, did you find the, the whoopee comments? Um, yeah, this is on The View today. Uh, the, the actress also explained the aftermath was handled well, in her opinion. The reason no one got up to go comfort Chris is because they weren't going to let anybody else on the stage, she said. And there were people there for Chris. The reason people got up and went over to Will is because I think a lot of people thought, oh, my God, is he having a break? Do we need to get him out? What do we need to do? The reason they didn't go and take him out is because that would have been another 15, 20-minute explanation of why we're taking the black man out. Five seconds before they're about to decide whether he's won an Oscar or not. I believe the producer, Will Packer, made the right decision. He said, let's get to the rest of this so we can deal with it wholeheartedly. So that's what went on. This is not the first time craziness has happened on stage, but this is the first time we've seen anybody assault anybody on stage. I mean, I don't understand. And by take the black man out, she meant, I'm glad they decided to not take away his Oscar. Because if you take it literally, I think he should have been escorted out of the building. I don't think you let him stay there. So do you think she meant think take him what, out of the building? I think that's what she meant, yeah. Because they were contemplating whether to take his award away. Right, but right after it happened, though, I think she was, I think she was talking about why they're not actually escorting him out of his seat and out of that theater. I think that would have been the appropriate thing to do. Um, and, and again, I, I get it. It's a, it's a tough decision. As far as getting the award or not, some people disagree with me. I think he still gets the award. He did the work. He, it obviously was a good enough performance to get the award. I didn't see the movie, but I'm sure he did fine. Um, but but not giving him the award, I mean, give it to him and he's not there. I mean, that, that would be very simple. I think they didn't escort him out, which they should have. Anybody else would have been because they already knew going in that he was going to win. The Academy obviously knew, so um, they didn't want to get rid of him because it would have been a big hole in the in the in the program. But so what? He just smacked somebody. Now Will Smith has apologized to Chris Rock. I'm confused why Chris Rock apologized. I don't understand. I mean, it, it, I don't think I've ever heard a comedian, even the dumbest things that they've said. I don't think they've ever apologized if somebody was offended by it. And you certainly don't apologize after getting smacked.
Um, I, I think that Chris Rock did certainly, you know, do the stand-up thing. And I don't mean stand-up in the comedian, you know, former fashion by by not, you know, having a big roll around on the ground right there on live television, although that would have happened had I been there. And not that I'm Bobby Badass. Don't anybody misunderstand me. I'm not Mr. Looking for a Fight Guy. But you you come up and smack me in front of everybody, you're going to get, something's going to happen in return. Um, having said that, I, I, don't, I don't understand why Chris Rock would have apologized. I'm not sure what he did wrong. He has since said, and he seems sincere, why lie about this? He said he didn't know that she had a medical condition. He thought that, he sh- that she shaved her head because she liked it that way which certainly changes the context, but even if he did know, he's allowed to say it. And Jim Carrey, again, in a very lucid moment, seemed to say um, he went up there and assaulted the guy over words. This isn't okay. He should have been escorted out. And he said, you know, I like Will Smith. I like his work. He's done great work, great things, but that is not okay. This, you just can't accept it and move on in the program. It doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to take any calls on that today. I mean, I, I, Carrie, I mean, you don't think there's no opinion to give on this, is there? No, there's nothing really controversial so. today. Most everybody is saying what Will Smith did was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much left to say. Now, I'm not going to read the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar op-ed on the air, but what he seemed to say was it was a bad night. It's a bad night for, um, you know, for civility. Will Smith, what he did was dead wrong. And, he, and he's right about the whole thing until he gets to the part about how this makes things harder for black people because of systemic racism. I'm not sure why he goes there because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a guy who's very talented, very tall, very skilled, and he's worth millions of dollars from playing a game and from acting. Um, I don't know why we have to always inject the systemic racism. Yeah, but society's horrible. That's why Will Smith shouldn't have done it. Uh, very, very. Uh, then he calls out Janine Pirro. We, we love Judge Janine. We've had her on several times um, uh, because I guess she said this is the Academy Awards. It is not. It is not um, at all. The hood. Oh, that's say that's racism. You can't say that it's racism. And I did see a piece of video from 1997, I think, where Will Smith was on uh, the Arsenio Hall show, and he's making fun of a guy in the band who's bald. I mean, and it, it just it just seems to be full circle. Yeah, it's almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago, whatever. But um, but so what? A joke is a joke is a joke. And and as he says it, as he's making fun of the bald guy, the bald guy's laughing his face off. He says, "Come on, come on. These are jokes. These are just the jokes." Like, it's not a big deal. There's something wrong inside of Will Smith that he would have reacted that way. There's a volatility there that that has to be studied, and he needs some help. And if that help means get away from Jada because she's toxic, because that's a lot of the reporting today, too, I don't know. But there, that reaction wasn't okay. But it makes me sick that Whoopi makes it about race, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar makes it about race, when there was no racial component whatsoever in that situation. All right. Uh, before we hit the break, I, I do want to. The story I wanted to start out with today is not is non political, although it's political correctness, and it's the NFL doing something that I think is just certifiably stupid. Stupid. And as the NFL starts getting people back, and there are a lot of you out there who say you didn't watch the NFL for a while. Well, they made it less political now, and I love the game, and I want the game back. I'd love to watch the NFL. I have not watched the NFL since like 2016, 2017. Just the Super Bowl games. I didn't even watch that this year. Um, for me, I cannot give them my ratings and allow them to make more money on ads because my eyeballs are watching it because of how they've pushed away the military, the flag, the anthem, and so on, and did nothing about it. Now, the political correctness has gone to the coaching ranks, 
I just find this to be crazy. Carrie, if you would. From the blaze, every NFL team is now required to hire one minority offensive assistant coach. The hire can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority for the 2022 season, ESPN reported. NFL owners made the move Monday during their annual Florida meeting, and it's part of the league's diversity efforts, the sports network said. Each coach will receive a one-year contract and work closely with the head coach and offensive staff to gain experience, Sports Illustrated said, citing a statement obtained by United Press International. Teams will be reimbursed for the minority coaching hires through a league-wide fund that will contribute towards salaries for up to two years, the magazine added. And the long-term goal is increasing minorities among the pool of offensive coaches as they end up being the most sought-after head coaching candidates, ESPN said, adding current offensive assistant coaches will count for their teams toward the program. I want to make sure I understand. In a league... Well, I'll give you my I'll give you my thoughts when we come back. I'll give you a monologue when when we come back because um, this is so completely illogical and irrational. It makes my face hurt. Now I understand those of you who are watching, my face already hurts you. I get that, Shush. I get I that. I understand it. But my face hurts even worse when somebody is so irrational and illogical in making major changes that aren't needed. 888 pags 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. song. I'm just going to put it out there. Glad to have you the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I'm always confused by these dumb new rules. Never makes sense to me. So you've got the NFL and the NFL has those who own teams. They've got managers. They've got coaches. They've got uh, you know specific individual assistant coaches for individual jobs. The head coach. You've got all sorts of of coaching positions and that you've got the players and in the NFL, the players are comprised of about 70% black players, which is great. They're the best players available. Meritocracy works. I think the better you are, the better chance you should have to succeed. It would be ridiculous to not hire the best player you could to win the games. There is not, I would imagine, I'm going to go out on a limb here. There is not a huge interest from women in coaching NFL football. Some jobs just don't draw the demographics that the woke crowd wants. Some jobs just don't. But you've got coaches that are hired and they move up in the ranks. And I'll compare this to the NBA. There's one NBA coach who I believe is going to go to college now and coach. I haven't talked to her in a long time. We used to be friends. I think she blocks me now because I came out and said something about the Spurs. Either way, 
Becky Hammond was a great WNBA player. She's a great basketball mind. She decided to get into coaching. Greg Popovich and the Spurs gave her an opportunity to be an assistant coach, and she's done a great job by all accounts. And because of that, she's been talked about when it comes to head coaching jobs in the NBA, and I think she just uh, got a job, uh, not, not even in college, I think it was the WNBA that just ended up hiring Becky Hammond. And she's a great basketball mind, a great person, a great leader, a motivator, somebody who's played the game. I don't see why she couldn't be a head coach in the NBA, provided these gigantic human beings who the NBA players will show her the respect she deserves. And I've seen them deal with her and her deal with them, and they do. So she is a rare person in that she is atypical of what you would expect from a head coach in a male major league sport and and god bless her and if there are more people who want to do that and they do it through meritocracy like becky has proven herself she has done the work and she's moving up nicely because of that proof in her history her experience but just to say she should move up because she's a woman i think even she would disagree with that i know i do and i'm the father of five girls Nobody should be handed anything because of what they look like, their, their, their sex, their gender, their ethnicity, their ancestry, their background, their race. That doesn't make sense. Because if we did that, knowing that America is 64% white, and that includes white Hispanic, who's for some reason people say that's something different, it's not, um, then you would have to say that 64% of the NFL should be white, and it's not. of the NBA should be white, and it's not. It's like 80%, 77%, 80% black, which is great. If they're the best players available, then you should should hire them. So why do we need to see a female face when maybe there isn't one available and there isn't one who's who's, uh, shown the experience to get that opportunity? Why do we have to see more uh, minorities when we're not forcing more white people to be on the playing field? Why is that? And why does that somehow resonate with some people. Don't you see how racist that is? How how anti-man that is? It's almost like saying, I'm going to select a black female to be a Supreme Court justice. That would be crazy, would it? Oh. I guess that's exactly what this guy said in the White House. And for some reason, people think that's okay. It's not okay. So sick and tired of hearing the left counting faces and counting genders and counting ethnicities and counting, you know, uh, skin tones. It's just nuts. How about we just have the best person for the job available? And if you feel as though you're the best person for the job and somebody who's less qualified gets the job, you got a case. In this country, that's not okay. You've got a case. And I will back you up if, if you prove that that's exactly what's going on. The idea that you now have to change a rule in the NFL to make way for more women to be on on. The offensive coaching staffs, not not even defense. <laughs> it's got to be the offense for some reason. And more minorities simply doesn't make sense. Not if you're a logical thinking person in this great land. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Let me grab a quick one. Luther, Las Vegas, what's going on? Hi. Hello, Joe. How you doing? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I put up with the NFL because I love watching football. It's been going downhill for years with the the kneeling and the national anthem. And now they don't even now they don't even televise people kneeling. But I'm not sure if they are or not. Right. But this is just to me. This is the beginning of the end with these coaching things because you're not getting hired because of your skills, because of your history. It's because you 
somehow deserve to be put in that position because it's it's insane. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how to put a word on it. It it's, it just seems to me like it's going to be the beginning of the end as far as any decent coaching in the NFL. Well, I mean, I'm with you because you're not picking somebody who's the, who's the best qualified. Just like with Katanji Brown Jackson, she has proven she's not the best qualified simply by her dumb answers about defining a woman or her dumb answers about why she gave less than the minimum sentence to somebody who's a pedophile or somebody who collects kitty porn. I mean, she has shown a, a liberal streak where she doesn't punish criminals to the extent that she should. She's somebody who used to represent vehemently pro-abortion groups. She's not the best qualified via the Constitution. And there might be better black females out there, or better black males, or better white guys, or Asians, or anybody, but you, you, you shut the pool down when you say, we must get this person who fits this characteristic check mark that we need to check off. That makes everything not as good as it could be. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Glad that you took the time. It's the Joe Pag Show. A lot of people calling in about this NFL thing. If you're just joining us, uh, I did a monologue on it. I'll post it up on Rumble after the program. You can go check that out. But basically, the NFL is saying there's a new rule. They're adding to the Rooney rule, which is you've got to, I guess you've got to interview a certain number of minority candidates for any open coaching job. Now they're adding to that that you've got to have on the offensive coaching staff you have to have more minorities and women. Now, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where the, I mean, more minorities, I get it. Everybody's always trying to be woke. And because there are so many minority players, instead of saying this is a very positive thing, they're pretending that those who are running the joint or those who are making billions off of the backs of young black men, well, the young black men are making millions of dollars and they're doing very, very well for themselves. Um, the idea that somehow there's a disparity or it's unfair is dumb. Because there is an unfair ratio of young black men playing NFL football. And I'm okay with that because if they're the best available, they should get the job. But the best available shouldn't get the coaching job. This is why it's such hypocrisy to me. And I used to watch NFL football. I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan. My dad and I, this is great memories for me. My dad and I, because he was a Jets fan, a New York Jets fan, would call each other and laugh at each other when somebody would score on the other team. I mean, it was a great family thing. It was a great gathering thing. I used to waste eight hours a day on Sunday watching NFL football. And I actually got my Sundays back because I'm not watching it. But at the end of the day, I, I loved the game. I never once thought to myself, man, there are way too many black players out there. Never once thought to myself, man, they're just, what, there aren't enough white coaches. I never thought about it in those terms. And if you think that I did and that I'm lying about it, you can kiss my ass. And if you do look at it in those terms, then you're a racist deep down. You shouldn't care as long as we're getting the best qualified people. That was the whole argument they made about Colin Kaepernick, that because he's, I guess he's partially black, I'm not sure what his whole ethnicity is and his racial background is, uh, even though he was raised by a middle to upper class white family, somehow it was racist to not let him back in the league. Even though you've got many prominent black quarterbacks, many prominent black players, for some reason, the Colin Kaepernick story proved racism somehow. Just so dumb. 
Just so dumb. A lot of people calling in 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you can't get through and you can't right now because we've got a lot of phone calls on the line, I'll get to them in a second, go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Uh, one of the stories doing very well over there today is my monologue yesterday that I did about the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. If you missed any part of that, go to the website, click on it, go check it out right now. Plus, you can watch the Cray News with Kay. You can also watch uh, other interviews. I did the interview with Alex Stein, and last night he said he was going to do this. Carrie, he went and did it at the Plano City Council. Have mm, you seen the video? I have not. Nope. Went there in a robe, took it off. He's wearing a lady's swim, uh, swimsuit. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, we'll have to get into that later on in the program as well. Uh, so make sure you stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and click on all the stuff there. If you can't get through the phone line, scroll down, click on, on contact. You'll send me an email directly. Hey, another big rally with President Trump just happened this past weekend in Georgia. Newsmax was the only major news network covering the rally live. I made the switch to Newsmax years ago. I'll be honest with you. And I watch Newsmax all the time. They've had some of the best coverage on Ukraine. And they've been exposing the dangers of Joe Biden. Millions are tuning into Newsmax. Even President Trump says Newsmax is really good. You need to watch Newsmax and join Newsmax's Trump list and get the latest rally information, plus more about Trump and Biden and a lot more. So join the Trump Newsmax list. Just text the word WORK, W-O-R-K, to 39747. That's WORK to 39747. Trump is also set to make a big announcement, major announcement coming up. Don't miss this. From Newsmax, text the word WORK to 39747. I made the switch to Newsmax. You should, too. Get the app by going to the App Store on iOS or just go to the Google Play Store on your Android device. Download it. It's free. No paywall. You get to watch Newsmax free anywhere. Make sure you're watching tomorrow about 3.30 Eastern time, which is when I, uh, I'll i be on Newsmax as well. Go and check out Newsmax. Let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people are passionate about this one. Got to know what you think about forcing more minorities and more women to be on offensive coaching staffs which I'm, I'm confused about. Uh, Donna, Michigan, what's going on? Hi. Well, hi, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream. Talk to me. What's happening? Okay. Um, you know, I really have a problem with this because to me, um, everybody tries to do their best. You know, the black athletes are, you know, they're, they're very good when it comes to football. But now if, you know, you have a white coach, and he's been working his butt off. So what? Guess what? I'm a woman now. Oh, you you mean have the white guy say I'm a woman? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come the, on. Rest, the excuse me the <laughs> the swimmer. I'm a woman now. You know because I've I've worked all the way up the ranks. Right. For God's sake. And now I I you know somebody else is going to get it before me because. I'm I'm white. And a man, right. And a man, correct. That's, I'm sorry, to me, you always get the best. I mean, this is NFL, for God's sakes. You want the best. A hundred percent. Don, I couldn't agree with you more, but I, Carrie, can you imagine? So these, uh, these offensive line coaches, um. <laughs> like, I'm now a woman. Call me Wilma. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean come on. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But, but in this day and age, you can't you can't like deny them that if that's they say true. it, you got to <laughs> just believe it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All very straight. Very interesting, Donna. Karen is on line one. Karen, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Hi. Thanks for taking my call you on bet. this. So I've been listening to the program, and you guys are talking about the NFL and all the requirements for women and minorities that are going to be put into their this kind of transcends against every occupation. And the one I was calling about specifically is the Supreme Court justice nomination on 
Kajani, what is it? Brown, Brown Jackson. Jackson, right. So, okay. So, you know, when Biden narrowed down the list of candidates, he did a disservice to everyone else who was qualified for that. And quite frankly, any woman worth her salt and was qualified for that should be PO'd right now. It's a huge insult, especially this Katani Brown Jackson. She should be embarrassed. She should be mad that that is why he picked her because of who she, what her color is, what her sex is. That's such an insult. It is. It, it, I, it, it, I it is be because, because I'm the best, right. not because I click a few boxes on who I sleep with or what my skin color is or what sex am I when I look down my britches, you know? I'm with you, and and I said that originally when she was selected. If she if she were somebody of conviction like you, she would have said, "I reject the the um uh, the nomination because you've done it by looking at my skin tone, my ancestry, and my gender." If you want to talk to me about Absolutely. it because I'm the best candidate, let's go. But but Biden literally says, "I'm not going to choose the best yeah. candidate. I'm going to choose what they look like, their ancestry, and their gender." And that was an insult. I agree with you on anybody and everybody who's gone through the. The, yeah. the, the, the judicial ranks in this country. And yeah, I think there are plenty of other women, including black women, who are more qualified than her, but they went with the first one that fit the bill. Well, they went with the one that leaned the farthest left and right. was already, she was going to go with the progressive uh, batch because they're all backing her financially. Right. When I watched all the hearings and, and the confirmations, all of the Democrats brought up race and sex. Yep as part of their reason why they're so proud of her. Not one Republican did it. Not one conservative did that. And I was like, God, that is just affirmative action run amok. Yeah. This is to the extreme. It's ridiculous. I could not agree more. Hey, Karen, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Open line now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. And I've often said this. The reason why I was against affirmative action was not because I didn't want more people who are underserved in the community when it comes to employment to get jobs. I want them to get jobs, um, but I want them to get jobs because they've earned it, because they're, they're good. And, and the one thing that, that always, and I've told this story a million times, at one of my first radio jobs, um, the overnight guy was historically late, happened to be a black guy. And my program director was talking to me, talking to me about it, and a radio station's program directors decide who the disc jockey is going to be. This was a music station in South Florida. And um, the guy was late a lot, and I was doing the shift right before him. This guy did midnight to six. Actually, I wasn't. I was a part-time guy, and I wanted a full-time job. And he was complaining that this guy was late. I said, well, if the guy can't show up on time, he can't have the job. Hire me. He said, well, I, I can't. Because if, if I do end up letting him go, I've got to find somebody who's the same exact ancestry and race as he is because of EEOC. I was like, really? I said, so I'm the next in line for a full-time job. And I ended up getting a full-time job, but I'm the next in line for a full-time job. But you couldn't give me that job because you've got to fit a quota? He said, yeah, it's the way it works. That's the law. Affirmative action doesn't do anything, but it affirmatively stops people who are, who are actually qualified for a job from getting it. And let's take it to the next level. Um, yeah, I'm a white guy, so that doesn't fit the bill. Let's say that you've got a job open and you really would like to hire somebody who's a minority because you don't have enough minorities or whatever, and you hire the first person to fit a quota. The quota says you must hire somebody who's black or Hispanic or fill in the blank. And you do. Thank God I got somebody who's pretty qualified who happens to fit that bill. And the next damn day, somebody who's the same racial background 
just by happenstance, who's twice as qualified. You can't hire the person the next day because you you fit some some freaking check mark. You filled some quota that the government somehow bestowed upon you. And you now don't hire the person who's twice as qualified, who also happens to be the same race. I think affirmative action keeps qualified black people from getting jobs and qualified Hispanics and qualified women from getting jobs. Forcing an organization to, to do something is not freedom. Forcing an organization to do something because you, it'll make you feel better when you go to sleep at night does not give that organization the best chance to succeed in this country. You get the best chance to succeed when you have the best qualified people. And there are plenty of qualified people who happen to be so-called minorities who could get these jobs when they're good and ready to get the jobs. And if there aren't a bunch of women trying to become offensive line coaches in the NFL, that's okay too. Saying you must hire some doesn't make any sense. But what do I know? Just some doofus on the radio. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. It is the Joe Pags Show for your Tuesday. We'll have uh, Senator Marshall Blackburn on next hour and Cash Patel, hour number three. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, Marshall Blackburn, now we just had Karen call in talking about the questions for Katanji Brown-Jackson. And um, Marshall Blackburn is the one that asked her to, to define woman. And she also gives us some insight into what led up to it. And interestingly, um, Jackson knew the day before that she was going to get the question. It was very strange that uh, she gave that answer. And I talk about whether she can be approved, whether she'll be confirmed. Then we talk about Ukraine and the things that Biden's saying overseas. All of it, you know, could head us straight into World War III, which doesn't make any sense. It's a really good interview. Make sure you stick around for that next hour. Meantime, let me tell you about uh, Eden Pure. Eden Pure, these these um, air purifiers are awesome. We've got a couple in the house. We've been moving them around. We I think I found, or we have found, the right place to put them because they really do freshen the air wherever you, ha- you happen to put them. It's the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. It uses their proven oxy technology. It quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People are buying these like crazy. They've sold over 200,000. You know that it must work. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. And you're going to get a great deal right now because you listen to my program. You save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home protection. You're going to get three units for less than $200. It's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. With this special offer, you're going to get three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS3, that's P-A-G-S, then the number 3. Save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Shipping is free. You're going to really enjoy this. They work very, very well in our house. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Back to the phone lines. Time for a few more. Let me say hello and welcome to Jim in Toledo. Jim, what's going on? Hi. Hey, PAGS. How's it going? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. Hey, um, just wanted to let you know, I think what's going on there with the uh, football league is is that they're trying to get in line with all the other corporations f- for their ESG ratings. What is ESG? 
ESG is uh, environmental, um, social, and governance. It's uh, something that was developed uh, by the uh, uh, World uh, Economic Forum. Uh, you've heard of George Soros of the Open Borders? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's part of that group. Something that started at least 10, maybe 20 years ago uh, that is trying to take out uh, capitalism uh, throughout the world and inject a system that uh, works with um, corporations, the government, and uh, and it explains this woke society that we're going under right now, too. Yeah, but the problem uh, is, Jim, 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 here's system. the problem. Let's say that the ESG rating is what they're going for. How is that going to work when you've mm-hmm. got 70% black players? Uh, the, the ESG rating must be completely off the charts the opposite way. Uh, you would almost want they more white care. coaches and more people who are white in the upper in the upper echelon of the of the team to balance out the 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 number of minorities who are playing on the field. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Well, it it it's a matter of of being right with the organization and not being right just with uh, the minority groups that are playing the game. Very very odd. Uh, uh, I hear you, and I'll look up ESG rating. I've never heard of that before. Uh, Carrie, you ever hear of that? I had not. That's the first time. So I, I don't know what that is, but um, but I'll look it up. And if it has anything to do with George Soros, he's for open borders. He's not for capitalism. He's for socialism. Um, he is for a one world governance. He is for um, uh, for for some reason he's for himself deciding what is or what isn't a crime. It's all very weird. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. It's going to be uh, Joe in Minnesota. Joe, what's up? Hey, Joe Pags. Hey man, this is Joe Joe Q from Minnesota. Good to hear from you. Uh, hey, I'm a I'm a huge football fan, love football, um, but I, I do have some serious issues with what the NFL's been going through. Uh, I mean, doing the last uh, I don't know how many years. Yeah. And uh, I just wonder if it's a good time for a, another football organization to come up through the ranks and and become more popular. Like I know for a while Jim McMahon was talking about the XFL and trying to bring out a football organization to compete. And it might just be a good opportunity, a good time for another organization to come up and take their place. Well, he's not Jim McMahon. Uh, who, who's the guy from the uh, from the WWE, Polo? Vince. Vince McMahon, right. Uh, Jim McMahon was the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, there, there should be competition. And if there's competition then you won't see them being woke and pulling this garbage. Right now, they've got a, a complete corner of the market. The NFL, you know, defeated the whatever it was back in the, back in the day um, that, that Donald Trump was involved in. The XFL didn't really do anything, although it was interesting. The, uh, the Arena League, I thought, was cool, but I don't know how profitable it was. You've got to have a, a real, tangible competitor for the NFL and for those eyeballs, those dollars, that merchandising. If you don't, they can be as woke as they want. Nothing you can do about it. It's actually something that I talked to Cash Patel about at length. And it's not about sports. It's about social media. You know, his conclusion is, and I think he's right, that social media and big tech will not be harnessed in by the government. So what do you have to do? You got to go to Truth Social and you got to take them on. You got to go to Getter and take them on. Parler was taking them on, then was taken down. You've got to have these alternative sites, MeWe, that can possibly take them down. You have the alternative sites, 
And then people can go to these alternative sites, get their following, actually have their stuff that's seen, get good engagement, and then you'll see billions of dollars being lost by Zuckerberg and Dorsey and the, and the like, and they'll have to change their ways. You force them to change through good competition. I like his idea. There should be another league. Keep it here. Coming back. Joe Pags.